Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Counterculture Catch-Up. Uh, we're here to recap our weekly discussion. My name is Jamie, and to my right is our polyphonic worship leader, Joel. Our goal is to motivate the church to influence the culture around us with the kingdom of God by applying a biblical worldview to every single topic. Amen. Amen. Hey, and listen, don't forget to subscribe to our Freedom Church NJ YouTube channel and uh, whenever or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whenever or and whenever. whenever, too. Leave a comment on what you thought. And uh, if you have a topic you'd like to discuss, mm -hmm. leave it in the, uh, the comments section. So we're always glad to hear what you guys mm -hmm. think. Give us a thumbs up and a like. I, I think that affects how many sure. times our thing pops up on your sure. thing whatever they're called the thing um, yeah the thing you know the thing do the thing they're all doing it these days <laughs> all men and women are created equal you know the thing okay <laughs> joel how's it going <laughs> i'm good it's, it's weird to be on this side of of this this, this yeah. part of the podcast but um I'm, I'm here for it you know the polyphonic worship leader i'll, I'll definitely yeah take that. that's good yeah yeah it's one thing about the podcast i'm always like i don't like my my opening sometimes I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's natural. So I'm glad to have someone else feel unnatural. Unnatural, for, for, yes. For a time. Well, um, yeah, we are, we're glad to be back for sure. Um, we do have some sponsors. So uh, oh, our no. two sponsors that we have been uh, mentioning for the past uh, couple months, uh, Born Again Baking, uh, Lucinda Lynch, and her um, baking uh, ministry and company that she has uh, started. Uh, she's a faithful member of the church and of counterculture. So... Uh, she makes awesome stuff. She made that delicious frosting and the pretzels oh, my goodness, again today, yeah. which are um, Jamie's favorite for sure. Especially somebody who doesn't even like pretzels. We should do a commercial that. for her with that. Like I was telling you about yeah. the cop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. That would be such a great. I'm sorry, commercial. officer. I, just, <laughs> I couldn't stop. You. No, no, but you gotta try it. <laughs> Cobb let, lets him off. Just let me have that, and then you're good. You're good. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be great. We have too many ideas, but mm. we don't. We just don't have time. Don't have time, yeah. Ugh. But we're here. That's good. Yes. So that's that's something. Um, also, uh, be sure to check out friendsoftodayschoice.org, um, excellent uh, pregnancy Amen. center and women's resource center, um, doing a lot of the yeoman's work for uh, for the kingdom there. So. Uh, um, make sure you support them and uh, go to their website. What did we talk about tonight at Counterculture, Joel? Yeah, we talked about um, a new a new series or a new, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, but called Biblical Citizenship. That's cool. In Modern America, I'm yeah. reading it as you. Um, yeah, but it's a, uh, I think it was a conference, I guess. Yeah, that, um, he, yeah it looks like, um, yeah, they had different different speakers. Yeah. And uh but but it's really well done yeah. the way that they and and you go throughout the like they they talk to different political figures they mm -hmm. talk to all kinds of different people so it right. in different places yeah. and, it's really yeah. great but all talking about how how are Christians how are we supposed to affect the world around us in America because it's in modern day America that's what the the subtitle is there 
So it reminds me a little bit of Schaefer's How Should We Then Live, um, except more modern. Yeah, quite <laughs> this is a bit. for modern America. <laughs> quite a bit more modern. Um, so. And not as analytical either. Yeah, I think yeah, this is a little more practical, yeah. uh, able to for us to really get a hold of. And I think there's more of the what do we do right. you know, with, with the information. Well, it's less of going through history yeah. and more about today's challenges that sure. we face, which counterculture has been about from the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. You know, seeing how we can counter today's culture, yeah. you know, with, uh, with the gospel and recognizing that we, we really do, the Christians, like we have more power and authority, I think, than we realize uh, in the world around us. Uh, we, you know, we don't have to sit back. Like we can, we can take back some ground, yeah. you know. Now, exactly how to do that is part of what I'm excited for this series because it's going to get into very practical ways of what can average, normal, I don't want to say average, but, you know, just normal Christians, how should, how can they um, change uh, America, really, little yeah. by little? You know, what are some steps that we can take, stuff like that. So. Yeah, and more, more than just America, I think um, we have a responsibility to uh, to look outside of America and how can we, how, how can the church affect the world, yeah. the, the world For the gospel, ultimately, yeah. you know, with the gospel and with the work that that's being done. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> so there was a lot of stuff talking about our, uh, obviously uh, our citizenship here and what that means, our civic duties mm -hmm. and things like that. So you got into voting, right. you know, and should the church vote, you know, and everybody in the class was like, Absolutely. And, and that's true. That's definitely a, a civic duty that we have mm -hmm. and we should vote and we should vote our conscience. I think, mm -hmm. um, we should, but, but the voting is more than just like the presidential kind right. of thing. It say, has yeah. to start at the, the grassroots kind of yeah. small town areas and work itself yeah. out and building into that community. You know. I think if you think about it and how much does your vote affect the actual outcome of an election? You know, the more local ones are the ones that you're going to have a greater yeah. say in. Sure. Your vote's going to count for more there. And those know. are the representatives. We vote those people in and they are representing. Then they're they're more closely representing our values. And so that that goes into uh, the the bigger um, the bigger pool of of political people or whatever you the want to call of it. Pool political people. <laughs> Triple P. You're on. Um, CC. Yeah. <laughs> Just being real. Oh, I forgot it was that one. You changed it last minute on me. I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but how important you know, it is for us to, to start at that, that smaller area because mm -hmm. they just represent us better. And as they move um, up into mm -hmm. different, different categories of the political world, you know, maybe um, from, you know, a freeholder to, to maybe a, a state Senate guy, you know, or, or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, move up into House yeah. of Representatives or whatever. But uh, like that them carrying the the principles that we voted um, for in that smaller community mm -hmm. is so important for us to see the change in the bigger uh, scheme of things, you know, mm -hmm. to see it happen in a countrywide, you know, kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and one thing that's important is that we take things as for a big picture view. We'll probably be talking more about that later, too. 
but um, not seeing just things the way that they are right at this very moment yeah. and not um, seeing just, I, I guess, having a vision, you know, for the future or how do we want the future to look in America? And then what can we do to achieve that yeah. instead of being down or discouraged because we don't get the results we want, you know, sure. in the elections or whatever it is, you know, seeing well, like, all right, that happened. You know, we don't have control over that now. But what do we have control over that we can affect sure. change for, you know? Well, I'd like to, I, I guess, kind of get on a little bit of a soapbox. Um, I, I just want to encourage people to understand, like you had mentioned, just a, um, kind of in your opening, um, you were talking about people not understanding the, what we have in Christ. Mm -hmm what we have available to us, the power that we have, the authority that we have in Christ. And the and and because we have the truth, like that is so important to understand and get a hold of that we shouldn't be seeing the culture making bad decisions, do it see the world looking looking like it's going down the drain. Mm -hmm. You know, it, and it looks pretty um despairing you know when you see what's going on with with the different um the gender ideology stuff mm -hmm. and all of that then but but i would encourage everybody to not get distressed by that but look at it as something that we can stand against and we can bring truth to because the truth will always win against the lie mm -hmm. and we are it we have the truth we can do this if we understand what we believe and why we believe mm -hmm. it, you know, and, and that's where like our conversation afterwards, I think it was a really good conversation, yeah. but it has a lot to do with like our, our, this whole, this whole thing, this whole counterculture class that we do, the counterculture catch up, all of this is all so that we can get a better biblical worldview. Like we say in the opening mm -hmm. every single time. To, to bring a biblical worldview to every single topic. And our civics has to line up yeah. that way. And I think that Christians tend to compartmentalize mm -hmm. our, our civic duty from our Christian duty. It's all one right. thing. Yeah. It's all one thing. We should be able to affect the world around us with truth. And when somebody asks the question why, we should be able to give an answer. This isn't just an answer for the hope that's within us, yeah, but yeah. be able to explain right. why I believe what I believe. Mm -hmm. What, why, why is, uh, why is truth important? Mm -hmm. You know, why are, you know, how do biblical principles, I'm going to get, I'm going to be drinking all night. <laughs> <laughs> how do biblical principles better the society? You know, like we have to be able to do that. We have to be able to explain those things because the world is, it, out there is looking for hope. They're looking for a purpose. They're looking for meaning. They're looking for truth. We have it. And it doesn't, I don't think, it doesn't do any good or, or it does very little good to be out there saying, well, you have to do this because God said to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, God did say to do it, but he doesn't tell us things for no reason. Right. And for us to be able to explain to people, this is why it's wrong to lie. This is why yeah. it's wrong to murder. You know, like this is why these things are wrong mm -hmm. or right. And this is why it's important. Mm -hmm. And 
I think uh, we have to not be sitting and looking at all of the, um, like uh, I, th I think I said this when I was praying, when we were closing tonight, all of the kind of ancillary, unimportant, I, I say that, I'm not sure if that's the right per word. Peripheral. Right? Yeah, peripheral, yeah. I think is a better term. Peripheral things, like who who the 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 false prophet is mm -hmm. or is the temple being built or whatever right. like those kind of things but going okay if that stuff's happening all right we'll let that happen you know but what's my job what can we do what's yeah. my job right now it's not to be looking at those things right, right you know it's to be going okay watch okay i'm watching but lord what have you called me to mm -hmm. and john um john Shidlow, who's the uh <clears throat> the youth uh minister here he gave a, a great message this past Sunday, and it was it was it's it's exactly that. It's like you weren't saved to just be saved. Right. When you got saved, it's like the next step should be, well, what's my job? Right. You know, what do I do with that? You're saved for a purpose. Yeah. So so that we can all be uh, that knit together body of yeah. Christ and the good works that yeah. God prepared for oh, us man. to do. Yeah. So it's like so i just encourage anybody who watches this mm -hmm. to to really get a hold of that because there's more to just being saved than being saved yeah you know it's like yeah i'm saved that's just that's okay. the start <laughs> yeah and that's that's yeah. where it all begins but yeah that's certainly not where it ends that's exactly it man so so stop really getting good. focused on that that's that peripheral stuff yeah. and get focused on our task at hand which is to to um to be making disciples of all nations, yeah. teaching them right. all things that the Christ has taught us. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and and David Barton in this video, it's great because he's like, look at what, what Jesus was teaching the people. Right. He was teaching them about marriage. Right. He was te teaching them about taxation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's like how to be a good employer. Yeah, how to be, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's these are, so we should have an influence on every part of mm -hmm. that. Yeah. in our in our world and unfortunately I, I i feel like the church like i said compartmentalizes yeah and separates themselves from those things yeah and maybe personally they don't you know like in my little world yeah. my little micro microcosm unknowingly yeah but right. but in the big scheme they're like well that's for somebody else yeah it's like no that's for you yeah that's for us yeah that's awesome jamie i love it <laughs> just being real <laughs> that's right <laughs> but um yeah, and uh, I think it's Doug, Doug Wilson who says, all of Christ for all of life. Mm -hmm. Because we do tend to compartmentalize. It's like, now I'm at church, or now I'm doing my theology talks or whatever. And it's like, mm, that's not why Christ saved you. It's Christ has control over how much of the, how much authority does he have in heaven and on earth. Hold on, hold right? on, hold on. All? <laughs> all authority <laughs> in heaven and on earth. Is that all kinds? So for all, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for... <laughs> Every, that, this is why I think some people might see Christians like us and be like, how, why do you like always go to church? And like, we're not even just at, at church, but why is Jesus kind of like so important in your life? Isn't that just something you do like on, you know, you go to church for Jesus kind of thing. And it's like, no, because if Christ is Lord, he's not Lord only of the church or only, but he's Lord of your life. Well, then that's going to impact your life. And if he's Lord of this, the world and all authority in heaven and on earth, then that means that this whole, this whole earth and not just my personal relationship with God is important, but every part of this world is important. 
And so then we have really a responsibility, which I think is the point of this class, <clears throat> yeah. the biblical citizenship, is everybody that is a believer has an, an obligation and a responsibility to do as much as they can to affect the world with the biblical principles, which they mentioned like 45 times. I'm like, Jamie, we're going to get, it. we're going to get drunk with water and the Holy spirit only um, but our, our drinking game. Anytime anybody mentions biblical principles, but, but this is so dissipation. True. What? But this is dissipation. Can no. you, I don't, I don't get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Depends on which version of the scripture you're reading. Oh, it says, uh, don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation. Oh, King James, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got you. Which I don't know how that fits in there. Dissipation is separation. It's like a this, uh, dispelling or dispersion. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> we can get on King James translations in another time. Um, what I was going to say is, and I think this was my most important, I didn't even bring it up in the class or to you. So I'm just going to bring it up for everybody the first time. All right, right now. let's and, go. And I'm, I'm very interested in, I'll probably answer my own question. Just keep going. But my, my question is, because I know Christians, we should have influence in politics, right? We should. But should America be a Christian nation or because we don't want to force Christianity down, you know, anybody's throat? And I think the way that we do spread the gospel should be with gentleness and reverence, like the Bible says, always being ready to give an answer with gentleness and respect for the person, right? Um, and like you're saying, sharing with them the principles, not necessarily like the you're going to hell kind of a thing. Sometimes, obviously, there's a place for that. Um, but I think the more I was thinking about it, should, should America be a Christian nation or should it just be we set up the freedoms and now you're allowed to worship however you want? And, I, and the Constitution definitely has some um, some allowance for that. They didn't want to establish a one <clears throat> right. nation religion right. on purpose because they just came from the tyranny of uh, England. But as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, we just went over in the how then should we live? We just went over if it's the if the laws of a country are vacuum. Miss, is that a word? If there, if there's nothing vacuous. there, vacuous, vacuous, that there's, there's nothing there. It's, it is inevitably going to be filled by something, and we saw that in all of the different cultures. It's going to be filled by something. So I'm like, I think you have to say that in order for a nation to be prosperous, flourishing, it has to be built on not just good principles. It has to be built on Christ and his principles only. Right. And the, on, the only thing that I get a little bit like, how do we like push that without being tyrannical? Without being, well, no, the Bible says that lying is wrong. And so then there's consequences for that. But, okay, so let's say, if well, you should have the freedom to lie as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. I don't think that's true. Well, <laughs> I don't think I, that's good for society. Yeah, the so, only the only thing. Do you understand what I'm? Yeah, I about? understand what you're saying. Um, but we can't forget that freedom itself is a principle. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I think that the founders, the the thing that they were going for, 
was that all men are created equal mm -hmm. and endowed with certain inalienable rights and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And they left it there. Okay. You know, and so their whole focus for the Constitution was the freedom. It was freedom. What brings freedom is, like we saw David Barton mentioned, is the law. It's the truth. It's mm -hmm. the, those kind of things. Reality. That, you know, the yeah. reality of those things. And, but freedom, like, it, it's like it's, it's, uh, it's on a tightrope, mm -hmm. you know, because it, you, you, freedom has to have boundaries. boundaries. Right. And the boundaries have to be established by a moral, by something. moral yeah. absolute, right. which right. is transcendent. Right. Uh, above us. And I think that that's where the authority of God comes in mm -hmm. because men can be free mm -hmm. to do what they want, but the boundaries are established by God, mm -hmm. you know? And so when, and if we can keep the boundaries that are established by God, then people can still be free and they can, you know, they can live their personal lives okay. the way they want to, yeah. but they can't go outside of those boundaries. Yeah. But the object, I think, and, and I think the founders were so wise in this, that the, for them, I think the most important principle was freedom. You know, they were, that, yeah. because they saw firsthand what, you know, tyranny right, looked like. Right. And so I, I, I think that, that's why I, I think that, I don't know if you could make a better constitution you know, mm -hmm. than what the founders made. Yeah. You know, it the, allows for the freedom of the individual and still, and not um, taking out the sword and, you know, killing people who don't agree or believe sure. in God or whatever. It allows for that freedom. But it's like, but in our laws, we they are going to be based on the biblical principles. And so you're welcome to come into our uh our land of biblical principles and reap the benefits of that with the freedom and stuff. Go for I it. I have to drink it twice. So, so say a foreigner who doesn't, hasn't even heard of God, but they're just escaping from tyranny. Totally welcome to come in and to worship as they please, whether it's, you know, Jesus or whoever they want to worship. But you're coming into a place that is under God's authority or the biblical principles, at least, with the hopes of them seeing Hmm. Why is this nation? Why did I run to this nation <clears throat> instead of Korea? Yeah, because of the freedom. But right. what is the law that's bringing that freedom? It's God's law, right? So I think I think that's that's helping me. Yeah, you know, to get more more balance because because I don't want us to to look at America as just another Islam where it's no God's ways are the right ways, and so you have right. to follow them. You know, right. kind of a thing. But I think. You're right with the constitution it does um make those make those boundaries as like this is how we're doing it and you're going that i think that's a reason that people are streaming to america exactly. and they always have because god's ways are better but they're not forced to follow them if they don't want but if they go against the law there's consequences sure for it still sure and that's yeah so my tracking um, right with yeah, yeah i think so um I forget. Oh, I wish I could remember the. There was a French. I, I believe he was uh -huh. a philosopher or a, a writer, maybe a poet. Um, and uh, and and he was, you know, he had come over here mm -hmm. and he saw what was going right, on, right. 
And he was like, he was like, this is, and coming from France, mm-hmm. you know, where they, they just had a revolution, okay, yeah. you know, which was bloody right. and all of that stuff. And then he came here and he saw that, that uh, this is a big paraphrase, but, um, <laughs> but, he, but essentially he, 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 said, he was, oh, 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 <laughs> he's a, <laughs> mon chéri. Um, but he, he, uh, he, he was, he, he saw what made our country great mm-hmm. was that we were a good people, that we mm. were a good ethical people, mm. I believe if I'm remembering mm-hmm. right. And, uh, and that's true. And I think that that, so the founders established a constitution that has the boundaries of God's law but allows his, because of freedom, allows God's church to influence the individual, Mm -hmm. which can then influence Mm -hmm. the whole and can move out from there. Mm -hmm. And so it's, but what have we done with that? Mm -hmm. You know, right, right. uh, The further we get from the founding, yeah, the, the, it seems the less, the church impacts yeah. the culture around us. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that's just a, a small-minded view. Maybe I'm not seeing the big picture well enough, but it, but it seems to be that way. And we were talking, um, David Barton was mentioning the sinner's prayer, right? Yeah. He was like, sinner's prayer wasn't around till 1920. How were people getting saved before <laughs> right. that? Somehow they were getting yeah. saved without <laughs> and saying so, the words. And, and, and we talked about this in the class too. It's it's strange that it seems that the church had shifted from a a worldview that was looking at this world being God's. You know, God's the He own He's He has authority here. Yeah. Jesus has authority here. We're His church, and we should go and take ground. Yeah. To well. I just, I'm, I'm good. I said the sinner's prayer. Now I have salvation Mm -hmm. and now I'm, I'm okay. And we talked about this, you know, that that's not enough, you know, and, Mm -hmm. but, but it's become a very, um, self, you know, a, a a man focused gospel rather than a kingdom focused gospel, Mm -hmm. a, a, um, a God centered gospel, you know, what can we, you know, like, so it's just, it's, it's interesting to, to see that transformation, yeah. you know, and, uh, and a lot of it has to do with our eschatological viewpoint. Sure, yeah. And, um, you know, like I had mentioned before, if we're looking at the peripheral things, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a, um, a pre-millennial viewpoint and, and not focus on the peripheral things and, and still be looking at like, okay, we need to be doing, yeah, you yeah. know, I know there's, there's great people out there who yeah. are doing that. Um, but it definitely, I think has, has, has caused some, maybe some tainting of that mm-hmm. focus, you know, as has kind of dimmed the focus a little bit yeah. because people get hung up on all that. Yeah. Stuff. Well, if you look at why, one of the reasons <laughs> that America was founded by the Puritans, the, pil- yeah. the pilgrims yep. is they had, um, an eschatological view, a biblical eschatological <laughs> sure, viewpoint. Sure. Um, but just being real. Yes, very true. Very true. 
<laughs> so bad. We're get some flack for that. <laughs> but um, where they were saying, since this world is God's world, like we should go and affect it for Christ, and then we're going to see these whatever it is that we bring the biblical principles to, it's going to be taken for the gospel even further. Um, and I was thinking of a, of a verse. There's two different ways that you could read it and that you could um, make uh, inferences from it. And it's in First um, John 5. I was looking at it while we were in the class. And it says, we know that we are from God and we know that the whole world lies under the spell of the evil one, right? And um, so I think some people say that they see that verse and they say, this is how it always is for all time until Jesus comes back. The whole world is under Satan's rule. But there's another way of looking at that, which I think is maybe more appropriate, which is um, we're from God and we are the, the first people who have gotten the gospel is in the first century when Jesus rose again from the dead. The gospel was not out to the world yet. And so it's saying, I think this is a, a little bit more um, truthful, um, is we know right now the world is still without the gospel. But now we are of God and we have the job and the authority to go into that world that is ruled by the evil one and take it over by the one who has all authority now, which is Christ. <clears throat> and that's why I think when Jesus says the Great Commission and he says, uh, all authority has been given to me. Therefore. Therefore, yeah. because the world doesn't belong to Satan anymore. <laughs> the world is now mine, but we don't see that fully yet. Right. And so how is that going to fully take place? It's only when the disciples then, and now by extension us, go into the world and preach the gospel. And, and this is a way that instead of always thinking, oh, the world is the devil's, you know, kind of a thing, it's like, hmm. It's actually still God's, you know, um, Jesus's. And so when we're taking back that ground, we're loosening that, the, the hold of the evil one on the world. And I think that was the goal and the success of the Puritans and the pilgrims coming over was taking over for Christ the, a part of the world of the evil one. Yeah. Like it says in, um, in Psalm 110, where it says, the Lord said to my Lord, this is a prophetic verse about Jesus, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. And that's prophetic of what Jesus is doing right now in this world is the enemies and, and, and the devil and the satanic influence and stuff. We have, through God's power in us, we are taking that over, putting that under the feet of Jesus and putting the flag of the cross and saying Jesus has won, he has mm -hmm. all authority, he okay. has victory, and taking that ground back. And I think we can do that more if we have that as the mindset. We can have that that power and that influence in the world yeah. greater than we have right now. Yeah, amen. Um, well, let's read a, a quote in our notes from the, this this uh, uh, biblical citizenship in modern America has a workbook mm -hmm. too, which is really great because it, it, you can follow along. Which you didn't let you me You can have. fill in, <laughs> which somehow I, <laughs> I didn't get Jimmy's like, one. hey, everybody in the class, here's some of the workbook. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm going through it at the end. I'm like, oh, was everybody filling out something? <laughs> um, but here's somebody who, who would have had that, that same um, worldview as the pilgrims, yeah. you know, um, the Puritans, obviously. Um, 
but Charles Finney, the church must take right ground in regard to politics. Politics are part of a religion in a country, in a country as this, or just as this. And Christians must do their duty to their country as a part of their duty to God. God will bless or curse this nation according to the course Christians take in politics. Hmm. It's such a great statement, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but they understood the reality of, mm -hmm. of uh, the importance of God's, God's kingdom rule, you mm -hmm. know, in this world. And, uh, and we should. We should see that, mm -hmm. you know. I, I think it's so important. But, uh, but yeah. So what else you got, Joel? Anything else? Um, they talked about um, the law and the law as um, freedom, like you were talking about, with the because it has boundaries. And I was just thinking, I think it's important to um, be able to put things in their proper categories in the Bible. Because as they were saying, the law brings freedom. And I'm like, mm, wait a minute. I remember <laughs> something in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, something in the Bible that is, Paul's like, um, I'm set free from the law. Yeah. Right? And because that's talking about trying to be saved through the law, you know? Right, right. Because right. um, if you are following the law of, and it's bringing condemnation because um, you can't keep it, you can't follow it, then that law becomes just a burden to you. Right. But that's not what they're talking about in this category. I think that's why it's so important to have, um, to not make category errors is mm -hmm. what it's called, where it's like, oh, how can the law be both um, free, freeing, and also being a chain, like a keeping you held in chains. Right. It's like, well, because there's more than one way of using the, <laughs> right. the, the law. The law is good, Paul says. But um, when we are freed by faith and not seeking to please God through the works of the law, then the law, we see it as, oh, this is what I know not to do that. You know, um, we know the boundaries now. And so there's freedom in that because now it's like, you can play in here, do as much as you want, because, and you're totally free to do that, and it's actually way better for you and for everybody. Mm -hmm. Just don't go outside of that. Right. And so, um, yeah. Anyway, I just thought I wrote that down um, when you said that. I was like, hmm, the law. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I when I first heard it too, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, is it really? Um, <laughs> but uh, another cool thing I uh, that someone had said uh, in the I don't know if it was a the theologian. He was sitting down with somebody on the stage, and it wasn't Kirk Cameron. Um, but uh, but they, he was talking about the the word ecclesia, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, which is cool. the church. Right. We call it the church. Yeah. Um, but that that term yeah. is is call is, is the called out ones. Yeah. But that so when you hear that the called out, it's like oh yeah, we're called out of the old world, yeah. kind of into the new. He's like actually that was a secular word. That meant like the people who were called into the mm -hmm. public square, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like the church, ecclesia, are the ones who are called out of their, like out of their homes into the public square. Mm -hmm. So get out of your comfort zones and get into the public mm -hmm. and be, be oh, cool. start advancing this, yeah, this yeah. kingdom, you yeah. know? It's like that makes, I like that. Yeah. That's really cool. I've heard it's it said that, something it's, that I that I heard before. Yeah, yeah, that it's the um, the gathered assembly mm -hmm. of the believers. So you know, people say the building is not the church; we are the church, right? And that's and that is accurate that we are the church. But I would be hesitant to say that I am the church 
from the standpoint of it's it's actually like the gathered, it's the assembly. gathered assembly. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if I don't know if it would if it would be appropriate to say that I am the church without you. Mm-hmm. You know, without the the two or three that are gathered, without sure. the gathered, the great congregation, like David says. You know, like that is the church. That's why when we gather in church, that's why we call it a church. You know, and there's sure. a, there's an appropriate use of that term. Cause people say, well, I can have church at home, you know, whatever. It's like, actually, I don't think you can. I don't think I live alone. Yeah, I don't think yeah, if I'm at home, I don't, I think, I don't so. think that I, that, that I could call that church. I mean, unless you want to say, well, there's more than one person because there's the Holy Spirit with me. There's Jesus with me. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, well, all right. You know. But um, the point is that it's the plurality of the, the gathered body together. You know, there's a reason people risk their lives sure. every day, even today to gather together with other believers because yeah. that's what the church well, is. Well, how useful is your body if you're all in different pieces, exactly. in different places? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be useful for anything. No, that's right. Nothing will work. Yeah, you'll only have, what, a finger? <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's not a body. No. It's just it's a true. part of a body. It's true. Exactly. Yeah. And so we are part of a body right. and uh, and we need to we need to grow yeah. into that. Yeah tight knit right which we've said before and knit uh, together christ as the head but it's still part of the same body that's mm-hmm. crazy it's crazy oh so awesome man because i think subconsciously man. i thought the christians are the body and then jesus is like a separate thing mm-hmm. like over it yeah but it's like no 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 he's just the head but he's still a part of the same body you yeah, know that's really cool that's a great viewpoint yeah um, so I, the, I had asked some questions mm-hmm. and I think these things are pretty important to, to go over. Um, and one of the questions was, what is a democracy? Mm-hmm. And we went through that and understanding that a democracy really is just majority rule, you know? Mm-hmm. And so 51% right, right. beats out to 49 and that is not what we have in our country, Thankfully, yeah. you know? So when we hear these claims of, you know, uh, yeah, you're, 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 what is you're, it coming against? You're, you're destroying yeah. democracy or you're challenging or whatever they're saying. Yeah. But it, you hear it all the time. We went over that in one yes, in the podcast. Yeah. yeah. It was like, how many times do you hear that right, statement right. over and over again? That democracy is, dying. is, uh, is dying right. in darkness and yeah, all this yeah. stuff. And it's like, we don't even live in a we democracy. We don't believe, yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's not how things work in the United States. Just being real. <laughs> um, and so so it was good because, um, uh, was it, I think it was Carolyn who said that we live in a um, mm-hmm. constitutional republic. Right. And that's that's huge. Yeah. Um, that's huge to understand. Yeah. That, that we makes, vote for our representatives. Yeah, right, right. Um, but they represent us. Yeah according to the rule of the constitution right and so that's really good yeah, yeah. exactly yeah because yeah, it's important to also uh to define these terms mm-hmm. you know because people how many people hear that about democracy and just accept it without even oh. knowing what the word means oh it makes you know? me crazy yeah so kind of like a check your sources kind of thing it's like don't just believe things that you hear you know without checking it out yep. even if, when it seems like it's from reliable people you know but like constitutional republic it's like oh those are two big words you know it's like, all right, that's why I asked today. Because I'm like, I think, I know I should know what this means, but it's like, all right, let, let's just make sure. So republic means that we, the um, the public gets to choose or elect their leaders. Their representatives. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then constitution mean, constitutional obviously means that it's we are bound to the constitution. We're not bound to what a person says. Right. I think it's a really important <laughs> oh, distinction. Oh, so huge, yeah. You know? Um, What's unfortunate that, that's the, now, that's though, the law, you know? is that, and, and I, I, you know, I listen to Ben Shapiro and mm -hmm. uh, the Daily Wire. It was kind of cool to see. Uh, yeah, Boring. Was um, it? Yeah, Jeremy Boring yeah. on the on this, too. The God thing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little G. Yes, right. Um, but, uh, but the. Yeah, he's great. Um, that, that, like Ben Shapiro has brought this up that there's right now the way that the, like, the, especially the presidency is set up. It's almost like, or at least it's headed this way that we're just setting up a, a monarch for four years and right, that right. monarch is going to just pass whatever right. executive yeah. orders that he wants to. And then the next one's going to come in and cancel right. all those yeah. and pass all the ones he wants to. Yeah. And it, and it becomes just this weird dictatorial yeah. kind of setup. And it's like, that's not how things are supposed right. to work. Right. And so that that's, that's a problem. That's a real problem. Yeah. yeah. You know, because with the executive order stuff, you then you run into issues with the checks and balances. You know, you run into issues mm. where it's like, wait, well, we, this should go through the Congress. And then, yeah. you, you know, if there's if it needs to be judged, this should go to the right. judiciary right. so they can look at it and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. this this lines up with the Constitution. Yeah. OK, great. Yeah. You know. But that's, not just be like, eh, yeah, exactly. willy-nilly, write whatever I want. Yeah, that's the whole point of having the branches of government is for the checks and balances. So to have something in there that can overrule it, it's like, wow, you really, you're really trying to just find like the littlest loophole and then just exploit it, you know, for everything that uh, that you can. But yeah, how important though is it for yeah. for the founders to, to have understood? Yeah the nature of exactly yeah you know to limit the power that one person could give because they know yep. men are fallen yeah you know it's yep. like oh it's so i love those three oh, things that you, so that you keep bringing up right <clears throat> man is fallen but that we're innately valuable because we we're created in the image of god and that there has to be a what is it an objective well, transcendent transcendent uh, right. absolute or um yeah absolute morality right yeah. Yeah. It has to be transcendent beyond us, right? Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> or you can't have freedom. Yeah, you just can't. That, that pretty much Somebody summarizes the the, uh, the Schaefer. Yes, thing, um, it really does. Yeah, because yeah. oh. over and over again, if there's problems, it's going to fall into <clears throat> one of those categories. Yep, you know, and break the news. And they the the founders touched on every one of them. Yep, you know exactly. And it's like that's where it's at, yeah. man. You you didn't miss anything. It's so great. Yeah, so great. Uh, here's a question. You can think about this. Who is Caesar in America? Oh. You know, you know. Yeah, there's a uh, baseball player, Caesar <laughs> <Yeah>. Hernandez. <laughs> yeah. Caesar Milan. <laughs> this is a guy like he's like a dog whisperer. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a pretty cool show. Actually. Is it? Yeah. I don't like dogs. I don't either, Sorry, but I like everybody. the fact oh. that he. It's it's pretty cool actually. We just got half our audience to turn off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Two dogs. You want to see something likers. good? Go watch Caesar Malone. There you go. Not us. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not what I meant. I mean, we both said we don't like dogs. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Hey, what does the, the Bible said? say? Beware of the dogs. I didn't write it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's what Paul says. Just being real. <laughs>
<laughs> my favorite Bible verse. There you go. <laughs> um, beware of the dogs. I had a question for you. Oh, no. So they brought this up a couple times there, and I'm just wondering what you thought about it. So they said, now more than ever, we need to have um, Christians in politics and, and stuff like that. But what do you think about that phrase, now more than ever? Um, it's time for you know for us to stand up and stuff. I don't. What do you think? I mean, I guess, I guess it's a, a cliche mm-hmm. that because I I hear that once a week. You know, do you? now more yeah. than ever. Yeah. Do you really? I hear it now more than ever. <laughs> really. Really. Yeah. <clears throat> think about uh, it. Think about how many times you've heard that. Now more than ever, we need to. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. I mean, yes, now, but not more than ever. It should have been done consistently throughout the whole time. And if it was, it wouldn't be well, now the, more than ever. The implication of the now more than ever is that things are bad. Things are worse now than they ever have been. Um, no, things are way better now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I was. Where yeah, I was yeah. Going. Things are better now, and they they talk about that too. Yeah. it's, it's uh, that's I think it was, was Kirk Cameron. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, because they. I heard both of those things. I heard now more than ever, it's yeah. important to. It's a cliche to encourage mm-hmm. people to to be mm-hmm. busy. I guess. Um, I don't know how much weight I would put on that statement, but but definitely, you know, the understanding that, like. Things are so much better for people today mm-hmm. than they were in the past. Uh, for Christians today than they were in the past, you know. And and people don't have that viewpoint. You know, we look at well, we talked about this tonight too. We look at this, uh, you know, um, you know, the abortions, yeah. you know, that have gone on, and it's like, yeah, that's that's terrible, you know. But like, we can't look at one thing and go. Well, see, that that is because of that one thing that everything is bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's no, that, that one thing is really bad. But look at all the other stuff that the church has done, mm-hmm. you know? And now Roe v. Wade's overturned mm-hmm. because of the work of the church, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, that's good, mm-hmm. you know? Or the work of, of the understanding of... of um, what the constitution really is saying, you know, cause I think right, that the right. judges went back to the constitution yes. and said, this was just a bad judgment right. because it doesn't say that, yeah. you know, so right. went back to truth. Right. And I'm right. like, there you go. Let's yeah. just get back to truth. Yeah. Um, so, but it was uh, Kirk Cameron, I think who brought that up, which is so ironic because he's from the left behind movies. <laughs> right. But, but he's like, and uh, you know, people who are living in like a pessimistic kind of a, worldview where they think well i just can't wait to be raptured one day you know and then um then all all this good stuff will happen or bad stuff or whatever it is and i'm like kirk that's your movie man yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i'm like what changed (laughs) you know but um something obviously so that's cool but um but but he was saying if you take uh he went back to the the pilgrims and set and was looking at what made them what was the movie that kirk cameron was called monument uh, monumental monumental mm-hmm. so um yeah and, and he said the research he did for that was going to the sources of the framers and then seeing what what drove them to not just escape tyranny but also to strive to produce a better world you know through the, the biblical 
principles. Um, but uh, what Cameron was saying is, if you look at the past like fifteen hundred years, and you take it, I think he said, take it in five hundred year mm -hmm. chunks, um, you see that today it is way better for the gospel and for Christians and for the work of um, the church than it really ever has been. And people in um, the Reformation period, they're saying um, the the Antichrist is the Pope because it comes from Rome, mm -hmm. right? And so they thought it was, this is going to be the end. You know, then you had World War II with Hitler, and it's like, this must be the end, you know? Right, right. And I think we have, sometimes we can have a short-sighted view of the world we're living in now and just thinking, this is as bad as it's ever been, kind of a thing. So now more than ever, it's important right. that we, you know what I mean? And um, I just think we just ha should have a, um, what, what's it called, like a long view of, of history and not a short-sighted view mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, <clears throat> thinking, well, right, right now. And I know the battles, there's incredible battles going on right now for truth. And so, like you said, now is a great time, um, but it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, this must be the end or right, whatever, right. you know, kind of a thing. Um, if we have that mindset, we might not be able to do what the pilgrims were doing because they weren't just saying, oh, like resting and waiting because, oh, Jesus is going to come back. That, that's not what they were doing. They were saying, how can we affect the world that is bad for Christ? And if we have that mindset, then it's possible that we can take over then. I use that term lightly, but that we can uh, affect the world you know, for Christ, which I went yeah. into before. So, Yeah, that's great. Um, well, it's, it's interesting too, the, um, that people can look at those, those really, <clears throat> this, this kind of short-sighted view, this, uh, <clears throat> and, and see, see these, these tragedies or these, mm -hmm. these terrible things. And, and it's kind of like, you can kind of equate it to like the, the whole idea of, you know, uh, climate change, you know, global warming, where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, see, it this was the one, hottest summer we've had. Yeah, it's like, one temperature, one okay, but you can't look at, or, or we had a, do you see the size of that hurricane? Mm -hmm. That's because of global warming. It's mm -hmm. like, no, you can't look at one right, thing. Right. Yeah. You have to look at the whole yeah, thing the big picture, yeah. and make the decision from there. Mm -hmm. And so, and that, that's what we have to do as Christians. Mm -hmm. We, we can't get hung up on the one thing. We should be fighting against anything that's not truthful, mm -hmm. but we should see that the influence that that we can have and mm -hmm. that we have had. You know, the church has had on on the cultures around mm -hmm. us. Yeah. And then uh, so, and then that brings up another question, actually. And uh, <clears throat> I'd written this down. So, what? So all of this, like we're we're talking about bi biblical citizenship in modern America. Mm -hmm. But what about what what influence can Christians have outside of America to change the structure of their governments and their culture? Do you think that that they can have that Christians outside of America can have that same kind of influence? I mean, if you look at a place like <clears throat> China where they're being intensely persecuted and stuff. I think they have a tremendous influence on the people there. Now, on the government, I I don't know, you know. But in terms of the populace, 
I think that taking a stand and still meeting to have church and still, you know, giving up their lives for the gospel, um, preaching the gospel and things like that in, in a hostile environment, I think has a tremendous influence. Maybe the blood of the martyr is the seed of the church, as they say, right? The church has always been birthed and growing out of martyrdom oh, and, sure. and dying for your faith. Um, you look at Stephen in the early church to, you know, all the disciples and, and so on. Um, and so not loving their lives even to death, I think is what the revelation says, right? If that's what it takes to live out your faith is to die, that's what they can do. And that definitely can, and I think has had a great influence on the people even persecuting them. Think of Jesus on the cross when Jesus dies, and then the stuff happens, and then the Roman centurion bows and says, this must have been the Son of God. Um, so that definitely is one way. But then you think of other um, nations that are not maybe as hostile to Christianity, like uh, Sweden or somewhere like that, where living your life in love and in love for God and for neighbor, I think that is um, one of the, it's underrated. I think that has a bigger influence than um, Jesus says, they'll know you by your love. Mm -hmm. So yeah, other than that, um, hopefully this uh, series will help <laughs> to tell us a little bit more of what, sure. what we can do. You know? The practical things that we can do yeah. now. Yeah. <clears throat> I like that he said, um, in uh, Kirk Cameron said, the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, that's a Christmas verse. But it's like, that has incredible meaning for today. You yeah. Know? Yeah. The, the increase, increase of, yeah. of his government. Yeah. And of peace. Yep. That's so awesome. Well, this, here's a now more than ever. There's <clears throat> uh, what President James Garfield said. Um, so now more than ever, the people are responsible for the character of their Congress. If that body be ignorant, reckless, and corrupt, it is because the people tolerate ignorance, recklessness, and corruption. If it be intelligent, brave, and pure, it is because the people demand these high qualities to represent them in the national legislature. If the next centennial does not find us a great nation, it will be because those who represent the enterprise, the culture, and the morality of the nation do not aid in controlling the political forces. Hmm. Man. Hmm. That's the kind of stuff that we need to hear. Yeah. You know? But who's responsible? We are. I think that is, um, he's, he's assuming that the people who are representing the enterprise, culture, and morality of a nation are Christians. Yep. Yeah. Because right now I'm thinking, who is representing the culture and the morality of a nation right now? I don't want them aiding no, in no. political forces. You know, no. That's why we have ignorant, reckless, and corrupt yes. people. Yeah. Yes, because it's it is because the people tolerate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's uh, <clears throat> let's go. I can't wait to see next week. So. Mm -hmm. we can find out what we're supposed yeah. to do. <laughs> How do we do this? Isn't that interesting, though, in the first however many years of America's history, it was now more than ever. Mm -hmm. You know? That's so great. It can't always be now more than ever, can it? I don't know. Wow. No, yeah, I guess. That's a deep thought. <laughs> um, I think it goes back to what we were saying a long time ago in the Truth Project. Mm-hmm. My favorite quote from that, do you believe that what you believe is really real? Because mm -hmm. if you believe that, 
then you believe that God establishes authority. And like in Romans 13, all, all authority has been established by God. So he has sovereignty, if you want to say that, or authority or control over whatever you want to say, over that realm too, you know? Not just... Sure. It's not like, oh, well, that God doesn't have, you know? Right. It's like, no. Like, if like, you believe that's real, then that's his too, you it's know? It's like the Halloween episode. Oh, that's the devil's day. No, it's not. That's God's day too. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> he owns it all. That. <laughs> God, I thank you so much for... No, I can't thank you for this day. <laughs> <laughs> thank you that it's not... Halloween. I don't want to live on that day. Oh man, that's scary. Thankfully, I don't have to live on that. All right. Does that mean I have to close? (laughs) I guess so. Okay. All right. um, Never done this before, but uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, Well, hello. (laughs) Wait, no, wait. No, not that one. Um, No, but uh, Aloha. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys um, watching and hanging out with us. Um, Let us know if you have any uh, comments or thoughts about tonight's episode or um, if you have any topics you'd like us to address in the future. Um, be sure to check out our sponsors, uh, Born Again Baking and uh, friendsoftodayschoice.org. Um, be sure to subscribe to Freedom Church NJ YouTube channel and um, the podcast, anywhere that you get your podcasts, anywhere and anytime that you're listening to your podcast. All right. Yeah. Um, and, and remember. I have, no, no, I have an oh. and. Oh. And thank you. To all the people who have left comments, um, we do have some mm-hmm. some subject matter uh, yes, that in the comments do. that we're gonna we're gonna work in yep. to counterculture here. So yep. um, so we're very appreciative of that. And uh, for the folks that we haven't heard from for a long time, um, we miss you and we're praying for you. So all the Bulgarian friends, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, ho- hope to hear back from yes. you soon. Yes. So I hope everything's okay. Yeah, hopefully All we didn't right. just get too boring for you. <laughs> it probably is what it is. But then let us know after watching this whole video, say you guys were boring. Yeah, yeah, please, please. I'd love truth, to hear that. Truth is the hey, most important just thing. Just being real. It's true. That's what it is. Yeah. All right, go ahead, man. Do All right, it. and remember. Say it right. Remember this, guys. Remember <laughs> that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Christ. Amen. Just being real.